everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Simple Talk. I have with me Aaron Cromwell uh, from One Wild Voice, and he is a brand consultant. And uh, we recently went golfing together and we had some lovely chats. So I thought, why not have him on Simple Talk? And uh, Aaron, tell us about your journey. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Jenny. And yeah, it was a great golf game. Uh, My journey, that's a very broad question. Uh, I was born in Halifax in 1977. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to start that far away. Uh, I've been a musician for half of my life, probably more than that. I got my first keyboard when I was six. But uh, in through that process of being a musician and uh, playing on the music scene, there's a lot of marketing involved in that. I never really realized that I was doing it, but I was. Fast forward to being a grown-up, I've retired from rock and roll. Uh, the last 10 years specifically, I have uh, been working, I worked for a radio station. Uh, I was the manager of a sales department there. Uh, and in that sort of process of working through there, I, I determined that uh, uh, marketing or branding was kind of the thing that I actually cared about. I was really interested in uh, in talking to business owners and helping them flesh out what made them special. Uh, and I determined I, I'm good at actually, it wasn't that I determined it. I was told from a few different angles, Hey, Aaron, you're really good at taking big concepts and throwing them down into teeny little singularities that you can then give as nuggets. I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I could, I could make something of that. So uh, moved to now and I've left UCB. I started my business technically February of last year. So just before the pandemic started, uh, and I left out on my own in November, uh, in the middle of a pandemic. So why did I do that? Well, that's a whole other question, but, uh, that's kind of what brings me up to where I am now. Awesome. So tell us why you decided to become an entrepreneur. So, okay. So for a number of years, I have, uh, I've, I've talked the talk about thinking multi-generationally. So thinking about not just my kids, but my kids' kids and what that looks like for them, right? And so I've been talking that way. And, and when I was at UCB Canada, I would, I would often communicate these things when people would ask, um, and I can't even say what question they were asking, but uh, sort of that issue of like thinking of the future and what I wanted for the future and what my vision was for the future kept coming back to that. And I started realizing that you know, I, if I was going to walk the talk that I was talking, I had to build something. So it wasn't just enough for me to, to help other people build something. I had to demonstrate it in my own life as well. I could have probably done that at UCB Canada, but I had another idea. So I left UCB Canada um, to basically fulfill what I already was saying, which was that I wanted to see a generation uh, ahead of me that was enjoying the benefit or the effect of what it was I was doing. And uh, this was the best way to do that. Awesome. I love what you're doing. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> um, Stop. So, oh, so what is one piece of advice you wish you had before you started? I feel like, I feel like I had a ton of advice. I don't think I lacked anything. Um, And I can say that because at UCB, I was part of a group of business people that meets every Tuesday morning and has breakfast and, you know, tells jokes and talks about their business and all that good stuff. 
And just sitting in a room for seven, eight years with a bunch of business people who are living their lives and they're talking about the things and they're doing the stuff and they're dealing with the problems and all that. And you're experiencing, you're right there with them. I, I felt like I had all the advice I could possibly get. So it may be unsatisfying, but I'm going to say, I don't think I lacked any advice whatsoever. I think I had all the experts around me from the beginning. So is that something you would recommend to other entrepreneurs, like getting into groups and and doing the networking? 100%. Uh, if I, I used to feel like if I was just having a chat with someone that I was not working as like, okay, I'm not doing something productive. You, you feel like you're wasting time. Like, oh, shouldn't I be sending an email or shouldn't I be writing something? And it's important that we write something. I've got three daily things that I have to do. I have to connect with someone. I have to create something and I have to encourage someone. I have to do those three things every single day. So yeah, I do have to create. Um, however, connect and encourage are both interpersonal. Create, I just do that. It's it's private. It happens in here and in here. So when I'm out at a coffee shop and I set my business cards out on the desk uh, or on the table rather, <laughs> it's my desk when I'm at the coffee <laughs> shop. Uh, and I'm there, you know, drinking chai lattes all day and, you know, doing this and that, but people are interrupting me all the time. They're not interrupting me. They're just changing the task I'm working on. And the task at the time I'm working with them or that I'm talking to them is to encourage and connect with them. Um, and I think, I think it was Zig Ziglar who said, you'll get everything you want if you help enough people get what they want. And so if you can connect and encourage with enough people, um, or connect with and encourage enough people, <laughs> it stands to reason that you're going to fulfill your goals too. I try not to think about that. You don't want the right hand to see what the left hand is doing or vice versa. But but I think that's really, really important. And again, proof in the pudding, you asked me the question, what advice did I wish I had? I had all the advice I could ask for because I knew enough people. So yeah, get to know people, make it your mission. People and relationships are uh, what drives your business forward, I think. Yeah. And don't, and don't candy coat it. Like don't, uh, don't try to make them superficial, get to know that person, ask questions, ask how they're feeling, like what's going on in their life, try to figure out ways to encourage or to support them. But the more you invest into someone else's life, the more you know them, the more they feel cared about, and the more they'll, they'll put back into you. But again, try not to worry about the put back into you part, just it's just good friends. practice. Was that make friends? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Make friends and and be be the type of person you want to be around. It's probably the best way to put it. All right. So my last question. Oh dear. Any tips and pointers for other entrepreneurs other than what we just discussed? Okay. Uh, <laughs> other than what we just discussed, that's probably a good one. But networking. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll allude to my greatest weakness here. Uh, so I told you I was a musician for years. I am a bit of an artiste. Uh, the stereotype of the flaky artist—it's real. Like I'm constantly combating the uh, the need for discipline, right? So I'm bumping into problems created by my spont spontaneity as I'm working. Like oh, I'm going to do this now, or I'm going to do this now, and. I'm working with strengths and with weaknesses, a strength of mine, connection, encouragement, creativity. I'm really good at those things. They just kind of come naturally. What's not so great for me, organization, administration, execution, like these things are not my strength. And um, 
on the one hand, it sounds like what I'm saying is, you know, hey, get help with the things that you need help with. It's almost kind of what I'm alluding to. Actually, what I'm going to say, the best advice I could give is know your strengths and use them, but also know your weaknesses and not stop trying, but give it up if you can. Do get, Let someone else do that if you can. Let someone else take those weaknesses so that you can do what you're really good at. Because if you don't, you just end up expending a ton of mental energy feeling really, really bad about yourself because you suck at these things and you're not paying any attention to the good work you're doing over here. So that's probably what I would say. Yeah, like why work so hard on something to become mediocre when you can work on what you're great at and become amazing. See, I didn't need to say anything. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You you're got just it. here you for it. your pretty face, right? You got this. <laughs> I got to have something. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, that was great. <laughs> so tune in uh, to our next podcast and we'll, uh, I guess it's going to be a surprise who that is. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having Thank me, Jenny. You. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more tips, check out our blog at simpledesk.ca and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of the action.